Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousengine.org or contact us at info at lighthousengine.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. beautiful exchange service is our midweek service right here in Lagos, Lighthouse, Lagos, Nigeria, and we're so glad that you, to have you join us tonight. Uh, we're beginning to wind down on year 2023, and um, th- there's just something uh, that has been in my heart for weeks, the fact that as we um, Follow this year to a close. And there's just that statement, there is more with God. And if that is what God is clearly writing on the tablet of our hearts, I also believe that we need to start our preparations towards next year. So I'm going to share on something uh, that is critical tonight or is very important. We already have an insight into it. I just want to stress the importance of it uh, so that as we prepare for 2024, uh, it will not only help in our preparation, but it will also help us in our journey as uh, believers. Uh, Before I go into my message, I want to make one or two statements about prayer. About prayer. There's just something about it. Number one, prayer is the divine privilege of every child of God. It's a divine privilege. It's a divine privilege. Um, As a child of God, God has given us that privilege to be able to commune with him. Uh, He has given us that privilege uh, to be able to represent him here. Jesus teaching us how to pray. He says, when you want to, you pray like our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. He said, let your will be done here on the earth as it is in heaven. So prayer, it gives us that opportunity uh, to establish God's will here on the earth. So it's the divine privilege of every child of God. That's the first statement I'd like to make. And in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer. So when we pray, it's like that act of faith. We are calling on the Father, the source, and then he's committed because we are obeying his words. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Jeremiah chapter 3, 3, he said, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So, 
Prayer is like giving us an opportunity to have an insight into the past, the present, and the future. And in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, he said, Let us therefore, so each time we have this divine privilege, he said, We should come boldly to the throne of grace. So the Bible describes um, where we make that petition. In the Old Testament, uh, we used to call it the altar. So when you come, you come into the place of communion, the place. But today the altar is right in our heart. So he said, when we come, we should come with full assurance of faith. We should come boldly. So that altar to us today is like a throne of grace. It's in the presence of God, the presence of the Lord in our heart. He said that we may obtain mercy. So on the altar today, I mean, I know people say altar of mercy and all that. But hey, the truth is that in God's domain, you receive his mercy. And then you find grace that will help you. So it simply suggests that if you don't pray, if we don't commune with him, we cannot have that privilege. Secondly, prayer is an act of service. Prayer is an act of service. Uh, most, I mean, many of us who are parents here, you will admit with me, what will it be like that your child is in the same house with you all through the day and didn't talk to you? How will you feel as a parent? And he comes, or he or she comes to the kitchen, consume your meal, just dump the uh, plates there. No communication. And then he enjoys the privilege or being your child, how will you feel? So, a day should not go uh, without a Christian. As a matter of fact, a second should not go without a Christian communicating with his father. Can I have an amen tonight? So, it's an act of service. So, when you talk about service, uh, you, the dreaded thing that comes to our mind is the military. So, the military defend the sovereign nation, of, uh, the sovereignty of any nation. So, the military, the army, the soldier, the air force, they don't feel like it, but they have to. So, it's called a call to duty, a call to service. Amen? So, we are called into that ministry of prayer to serve God, to serve the body of Christ, and then to serve other people. So, prayer is not just limited to us asking God for something. We are also serving His body, the church. So, we pray for our own needs. We pray for the need of the church. And then we stand in gap to pray for other people. Can I have an amen tonight? So, thirdly, prayer is not works. W-O-R-K-S. Prayer is not works. It is a divine conversation. A divine conversation. And you know, these three things that I have said will lead me to uh, my message tonight, which is actually praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. So, when you and I understand that prayer is the divine privilege of every child of God, prayer is communion, and then secondly, prayer is an act of service, is a ministry, ministry to God, 
ministry to the body of Christ, ministry to other people. And then we understand that prayer is not works. It's not something that is burdensome. It's a divine privilege. And so it's a holy conversation. So God doesn't, I mean, when God wants to give you something, he also gives you the job description. He also equips you. So the benefits that we have uh, to actually enjoy prayer, to actually know how to converse with our Father, is that phrase of praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. Can you please open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 as we start out tonight. And the reason why I'm praying, um, or rather I'm bringing this message, is that as we prepare for next year, most of the things that we're going to, not just for next year now, even the daily lifestyle of the believer, most of the things that will help us to live a victorious life are inside out. So you pray out the plan and the purposes of God for your life. You pray out the plans and the purposes of God for your career path. You pray out the plans and the purposes of God for your business concern. You pray out the plans and the purposes of God for your nation, for your continent. Can you see the extension of that service, that ministry? So in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 14, we have an insight into um, the subject of tongues. The subject of tongues. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians 14, I read from verse 1. He said, pursue love. Pursue love. He said, but desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. What is prophecy? Divinely inspired utterance. When I say, Lord, thank you for our nation. This nation belongs to you. You are the governor in this nation. This nation, you are our light and your, our salvation. You know, I'm quoting scripture now, but I'm actually prophesying, praying for the peace of our nation that we may prosper, those who love it. It's when I say, thank God for our president. Thank you for members of the House of Senate, of the House of Representatives. I'm obeying 1 Timothy chapter 2. He said we should pray for those men, all men and those who are in authority so that we may live a quiet and godly life. Can I have an amen tonight? I just want to build on it so that we can understand it. Tongues is not just supposed to be for our personal edification only, but for us to be able to pray out the plans, the purposes of God in our own generation. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Verse 2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mystery. One translation says, However, he made divine utterances by the supply of the spirit, by the power that the Holy Spirit gives. We can read this from Amplified Translation, Amplified Classics. For, no, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue 
speaks not unto men, speaks not to men, but to God. For no one catches, for no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and eating things not obvious to the understanding. So, when we speak in tongues, this is what happens. We are not speaking to men. It's not gibberish. It's not something that the logical mind can comprehend. The first experience, I mean, because it was the day of Pentecost, for those people to actually understand that a new thing has happened, some of the people who are present were able to hear. It's a supernatural experience. So, in other words, I cannot speak outside, but if I was part of that experience, my tongue can begin, and anyone who is an outside person can actually hear me in outside. That experience is for us to know that this is what God has promised. This is a new day. This is a blessing. This is something that God has given his people. Can I have an amen tonight? So he said, no one understands. So there is an intimate conversation between God the Father in the Spirit. And then intimate conversation, but which God understands. And let me just unfold something. So when I speak in an unknown tongue, the devil does not understand. Can I have an amen tonight? Because that's one of the things we need to... Clear, he cannot. It's a divine. One, one translation says, he offered, that person offered divine secret, divine mystery. He's praying in the power that the Holy Spirit himself supplies. We will read it very soon from Romans 8.26 also. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit joined forces with our spirit man so that we can pray out accurately the will of God. Can I have an amen tonight? So, speaking in tongues is a private prayer language given to the believer by the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen? Speaking in tongues helps you to care for the business that is ahead. I mean, you can see it here. It says, it says, I'll beat in the Spirit. We will get into practical, hopefully, that we can just say, sometimes, let, let me, because I want you to be able to practicalize it. Sometimes your head is filled with many things. But I'm saying to you tonight, if you can just learn to speak in tongues, I, I, it depends on how conversant you are by practice. Within the next two minutes, there is a refreshing that comes to your spirit man. Thank you for confirming that. And then you are dwelling on that same thing. There is a clarity that comes to your mind. So, sometimes I say this to people. Even in the office, the, the Holy Spirit understands IT languages. The Holy Spirit can help you resolve. And sometimes, I mean, if you master it, you don't even have to get into the bathroom to go do it. You can do it right there on your seat. You can do it while somebody is calling, talking to you. I mean, somebody is talking to you and you are praying under your breath. The person doesn't know, but you are in tune because 
it's your divine privilege. It's the divine gift to you by God to be able to communicate with him. In our natural world, we have what is called codes, isn't it? And if you know certain codes, you can be talking in the midst of other people and they don't understand you. But the people who understand the codes can pick it up. It's the same thing. The devil does not understand you. Men, literally. That's why some of us who are in the Pentecostal circle, when we begin to speak in tongues, people think that we are mad. Before you came into this fold, I used to think in Unilag, because I went to Unilag, I used to think every night at the sports center, you must hear somebody. He said, those people are mad. They don't know how to enjoy life. Not knowing that it's us who don't know how to enjoy life. They literally, I've had experiences of people who literally pray on in tongues and they wrote their project and they, call, they scored A+. Yes. The Bible says, he who speaks, so we have to speak. It's a gift. Sometimes there is a conflict in people's mind. I don't even understand what I'm saying. He's already, the answer is already here. He said, for no one understanding. In other words, we can't reduce speaking in tongues to logic. So speaking in tongues helps you to care for the business ahead. From today, you want to enter a meeting, you want to defend the project, you want, I mean, these are areas that we can use him. I mean, he's available. Most importantly, your personal time with the Lord, you use it. I don't know how many of you who can speak fluently for 30 minutes in English language and you don't repeat your prayers. Say, Father Lord, I thank you. Father Lord, I thank you. And then you go on again, you say thank you. You go on again, you say that. But when you speak in tongues, there is, you hit goshas at different levels. Praise God. So God has provided us this language so that we can use it with him. And the devil cannot understand it. Paul made a good statement, which I want all of us to begin to pay close attention. In verse 14 of this same chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, he said, for if I pray in a tongue, he said, my spirit, can we do Amplified Classics, please? For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, can you see it? By the Holy Spirit within me, praise. He said, my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. The Holy Spirit, my spirit, but the Holy Spirit within me prays. But my mind is unfruitful. Romans 8.26, the same Amplified Classics. So too, the Holy Spirit comes to our head and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit, so the Holy Spirit is not bought. That's, he said, himself. Himself, himself, himself. So he's a person. He said he goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf 
with unspeakable yearnings and groanings, too deep for utterance. So there is a limit to which you can use your local diet to pray. Whether yours is English or Hausa or Igbo, there is a limit of articulation. But with praying in other tongues, there is no limit. How many of you have prayed consistently for, for one hour in the Holy Ghost before? How was the experience after one hour? Sometimes you feel light. Sometimes energy just surges into your body. Sometimes you feel there is an overwhelming confidence that no matter what you are praying for, it is settled. Sometimes in the beat to pray, you find yourself praising God, which means it's a note of victory. Amen? Amen. So God provided this language so that we can use it in our conversation with him. And the devil cannot and will not and will, should not. He can't pick it up. Praise God. Praise God. Let's look at something in Jude 20. Jude 20. The same Amplified Classic. And then we do TPT. Jude. Jude. Not Judges. Jude 20. Jude. That's the chapter before the book of Revelations. He said, but you, beloved, I, 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 okay, but you, beloved, build yourself up. So, speaking in tongues is a means of edification. That's, that's what ed, uh, building up means. Build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. So, when I speak in tongues, this is literally what we are doing, what you are doing. You are making progress spiritually. Yeah, that thing is like you are putting, um, what's my best description, even though it's a natural thing. Do you know what goes into Lego? Lego. As it were, you can have a box of Lego. It doesn't make any sense. But by the time you begin to just put it, that's you are making progress. It may be a car that you come up with. It may be an aeroplane. But hey, you are rising up. There is an understanding. There is freshness. Like an edifice. That's how it's compared. It. I mean, higher and higher. How? By just praying in the Holy Ghost. TPT, what does it say? The same Jude 2, 20. But you, my delightful loved one, constantly... So, praying in tongues is not what we do when we come to church only. It's not what we do uh, when we are in fellowship in the midst of other believers. It's something that we do consistently. We do it constantly. We progressively build up ourselves on the foundation of our most holy faith by praying every moment. Every moment. Your travel times, you pray. Whether you're on ground, on the sea, in the hair, you pray. In the shower, you pray. That's how some of us do. And then clarity comes. Sometimes you ask God questions. And you seem not to get an answer. But as you progressively pray on that subject matter, answer begins to come. And it comes in form of instruction, in form of nudging. Sometimes for me, Go to your shelf. Pick this book. Go to chapter 3. 
And that, there the answer is, but how do I get into that? By just learning to dwell on that thing, you know, like a hen we brood on the egg to be able to hatch it. That's the way this constantly and progressively building up ourselves. And the Holy Ghost, praying every moment. Praise God. So, we must learn by praying in the Holy Ghost to advance our own spiritual progress. We must. We must be in tune with God. That's the thing that will help us. Then the, the tongues energizes us. You see, if you are a believer and you are disciplined to study the word, by the time you are praying in other tongues, hearing God becomes very easy. Can I have an amen to that? Yeah, a lot of people say they don't know how God speaks. Start studying the scripture and then start praying in other tongues. You will hear him clearly because God can speak to you contravening his word. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. So Jude 20 says, make progress. Make progress. Make progress. Every year should be an improvement over the previous ones. Make progress. Make progress. Make progress. You can't stand on the same spot as a believer. It means you are not making progress. The world must be profiting you. That's the progress. Be consistent with God. But hey, he has given us that tool again. He said, build on it. Build on it. Build on it. I mean, if you are building a building, you know. I mean, you mark it out. But you begin to set the block. That's what it's called in construction. He said the block is set. It means you are building progressively. You don't put a 13-inch block over eight. That's not going to be a building that is, is, is somebody wants to live in. So progressively, let it rise like an edifice, higher and higher. And the key secret is by praying in the Holy Ghost. Rise higher like an edifice. Be connected. So praying in other tongues helps us to be able to achieve it. So praying every moment in the Holy Spirit. Praying every moment in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I say this to people, and you can learn from this. Sometimes instead of you to be confessing negative things about the situation, start praying in other tongues. Oh, you know, you know, in here, here around here, if you have lived around here so much, some of our languages are, 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 are corrupted. Yeah, already. So I get into, this is an odd object. Eh? I just suddenly place my hand on it, and it burns. And you hear things like Mogbeo or Motiko. I have died. You are still alive. You can't be dying. But hey, the languages are so corrupt so much that that becomes our reaction to things. Reaction to things. So when things that are not good happening around us, the reaction is not like, and that's why the Bible says, sorrow not like every other person. You have the energy from within. If you have, switch. Switch to that frequency of praise. And then the thing bubbles up. It's like an edifice. It bubbles out. And it be able to affect whatever situation that is around us. Can I have an amen? amen? 
In other words, when we learn to pray in tongues, we are actually charging our spiritual battery. We are charging it up. For efficiency, we are charging it up. So, praying every moment in the Spirit gives us that privilege. Proverbs 20, 27. Proverbs 20, 27. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Said, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner parts, depth of his heart. Can I have it in NLT, please? Thank you. Said, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. Job 32, verse 8. Job 32, verse 8. But there is a spirit in man, and then the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. So, if I understand my divine privilege to converse with God, and I am utilizing the tool that the Holy Spirit supplies, understanding, I will not be devoid of understanding. Did you get that? There is no issue of life. He said, call unto me and I will answer. And I will show you things that you do not know. He says, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of any man. The things God has prepared for those who loved him. 1 Corinthians 2 verses 9 and 10. He said, but God has revealed these things to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches deep things. Yeah, the deep things of God. So, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us. And the only way to engage that is by jumpstarting the car. Not jumpstarting that, but starting the car. Because you are charging your spiritual battery when you pray in other tongues. Do you know that fear and faith don't cohabit? Yeah. They are like conflicts. So, our immediate response is that we are fearful or we are responding in faith. So praying in other tongues helps us to respond in faith because God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Pray, Paul, eh? pray the Lord in other tongues. And we must do. One of the patriarchs of, uh, of faith was asked a question that one day. He said, what is the secret of your ministry? And his response, very simple, he said, tongues. Tongues. Why? Why did he respond that way? He said, a lot of times, I don't even know what to do. He said, but as I begin to speak in other tongues, clarity comes, understanding comes, instruction comes, and I can be able to do things better. Praise God. Praise God. So, as we wind down on 2023, spend time to pray. And spend time to pray in other tongues. Don't live a reactionary life. You know what reactionary life is? Until things happen in the physical, that's when people respond. Don't live that way. The gift of God is in your heart. It's there. The Holy Spirit lives in your heart. So when you engage tongues, you are taking care of things. You know, there's one character of God, Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. He said, He declared the hand 
from the beginning. So God understands the end of 2024. He knows 2025. He knows 2026, 2027. So by praying in other tongues, because Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will show us things to come, isn't it? Yeah, he's our teacher. He shows us things to come. I may not be able to tell you in details, but I know that the economy of Nigeria will pick up next year. What is happening in the physical doesn't look like it. How do I know that? By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it's just by that quest, Lord, we can't continue this way. Our people are suffering too much. And they say, what of you pray? You pray over the nation. And he said that this nation shall drip with new wine. So we take care of the business ahead of time. We get things sorted out. And you see, a lot of the times, if there is anything that the devil does, it's to distract us. So a lot of people put emphasis on what the devil is doing. Let's focus on what God is doing. And when we do, we know that whatever the devil is doing is insignificant as to the much that God is doing. And I have an amen. So take advantage of it as we prepare for next year. Take advantage of it. You have the greater one living on the inside of you. What are the advantages or benefits of speaking in other tongues? Number one, I just give us five, then close for today. Number one, it makes you wiser. It makes you wiser. If you learn to pray in other tongues, you become smart. You become wiser and smart in your approach to things of life. When men are still hesitating, you can have clear instructions. I can tell you that. I can tell you that cheaply. It's, it's real. And I know many of you in this room have been. You have decision to make and then you lean into him. And you just pray. Like I said, it depends on how you have practiced it. Sometimes it takes many people one hour, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes five minutes, sometimes two minutes. You just get into that frequency and you are able to, to put things into perspective. And let me just help someone here tonight. How do you know you are saved? Yeah. How do you know? How do you know? Anyone wants to answer? How do you know you are saved? Eh? It's not just by faith alone. Yeah, by faith, that's how you are saved. Yeah, that's the world I'm looking for. So, how does it, it, so it doesn't take too much to know God. You have an inner witness within you. That's how you know God speaks to you. And when God speaks to your heart, it doesn't go contrary, which is the second thing. It doesn't go contrary with, it, it, with his word. It doesn't confuse us. It shows us things to come. Praise God. As I praise God. So, one benefit is that it makes you wiser. You look smart to people. You're like a genius to people. Second benefit, it energizes your heart in faith, courage, and capacity. That's what the Holy Spirit does. When you, when you pray in other tongues, it energizes. There is just something that rises from within you. So he energizes your heart in faith. You just know that I'm going to pull through this situation. You just know that things are going to be okay. You just know that he says, say ye to the righteous, Isaiah 3.10, it shall be well. You just know things shall be well. 
Praise God. So learning to pray in tongues, it energizes our hearts in faith, courage, and capacity. Number three benefit, you make progress in your spiritual life. You make progress. It's very important. You make progress. You make progress. You make progress. You know, Proverbs 4.18 is a very great scripture. And I want you to please meditate upon it as we prepare for next year. You need to make progress. Because there is much more with God. Don't be complacent. Don't settle for status quo. Don't believe that there is any life situation that will keep you in that same... You know what the word status quo means? A rut that we find ourselves. Don't stay in the rut. Don't stay in the mall. You can make progress. And how do you make progress? By just learning this. If you can do this for the next one week, you see that many things you've been asking questions around, you begin to get answers. Can I have an amen tonight? So you make progress spiritually. Number four benefit, your heart is open and connected to God 24-7. I mean, we have things around us today that tells us, Kebu is 24-7. The World Wide Web is 24-7. You can access, you can Google 24-7. You access information the same way. These natural things should help us to understand better how spiritual things work. You are connected to God 24-7. Your heart is open. It's that the spirit of man is the candor of the Lord. The spirit of man. The spirit of man. You see, these are things that when people don't understand it, you'll be looking for somebody to do it on your behalf. And the things of the spirit are DIY. You have to learn to do it. God is not a respecter of person. He said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Can I have an amen tonight? So, your heart is open, connected to God. You can hear him. It keeps you edified. You are charging your spiritual battery. It doesn't run low. It, I mean, it just energizes your prayer life, your, your, your hearing ability. It energizes you. Your heart is open to God. And number five to nine, you edify yourself. There is a building up. There is a building up. There is the tongue that not cease. No, it has. So we have that ability. Your spirit man is the candle of the Lord. You know, I said this to people because tongues will cease one day. So we don't need it in heaven because we will see him as he is. So let's maximize everything that God has given us that pertains to life and godliness. We are not going to see the devil in heaven. No. So it's here that we need to take authority over him. I know many people have many things concerning this subject of praying in the spirit or being baptized in the spirit. I say this to people, if God says it, I believe it, that settles it, I want to take advantage of the things which the Bible says has been freely given to us. Can I have an amen tonight? So, it keeps you, you are edified. Your, 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 it lights up your inner part. Yeah, there is a charging up. That's the thing. There is a charging up. Can we quickly read again one more time? 1 Corinthians 14.2. Let's read a couple of scripture. And then we pray. I just want you to pray tonight. He said, verse 2. Can we read together? Number 1, 2, 3, go. For he who speaks in a tongue 
does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mystery. Verse 4. Verse 4. He who speaks in the tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Verse 14. Let's go. For he I pray, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Verse 18. Verse 18. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Hey. <laughs> Who wants to be Paul's record here? I would do. I want to be able to brag when we see him. You wrote it for us, but hey. I know that heaven records how many syllables I've spoken. Said, I thank my God. I utilize this. I utilize the opportunity. I speak in tongues. I speak with tongues more than you all. More than you all. More than you all. More than you all. Proverbs 20, 27 again. Ah, I love that. Keep it. Can we read it together? One, two, three, go. For the gift. Can you see? So, please, before, just stay with me. What do you do with a gift? Eh? That tonight, after service, I, I, I said to the usher that, okay, the announcement, every one of you going out, pro max up, 15 is out there. Just pick one. Will you just say, no, 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 no. I don't want it. I, I'm, I'm just, I don't think I need. Eh? My Nokia 3310 is good for me. No. Uh, no, no, no. I don't want, I don't want, uh, I don't want pastors to spend money. I will collect it back and go give to somebody. Because why? It's a gift. So what do you do with a gift? You receive it. And what do you do with a gift from God? It's a good gift. So you don't just receive and shave it. You utilize it. And there is something about speaking in tongues. The more you utilize it, the more it's replenished. It replenishes itself. And then the more capacity you draw. Can I give you an exercise? You can start this night. Time yourself. You want to do five minutes of just praying in other tongues. I can assure you by the end of the week, your five minutes will have grown to 10 minutes. It will have grown to 15 minutes. It will have grown to 30 minutes. And then you have capacity for more. Praise God. As I praise the Lord. I don't know if you have done it. If you haven't done it, I do it. I can sleep at two and say I want to wake up at three. Holy Spirit, wake me up. And I will wake up fully refreshed. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You see, these are things that have been given to us. I won't wake up reluctantly at three. It will be as if I slept for hours. It's how you utilize it. Holy Spirit, you are my strengthener. I know that I just have, I have these things to do. So I just need to sleep refreshed for one hour. And at three, just as I start, that's the way it works for me. 
I just opened my eyes. So I look at the time. Is it that two minutes to three or two minutes after three? Can I have an amen to that? So he's there. He's there. He said, I'm grateful to God for the gift of praying in tongues that he gives us for praising him, which leads to wonderful what? Intimacies. Not just one. We, a lot of people just enjoy intimacy when they come to church. No, but intimacies. Intimacies. We enjoy with him. He said, I enter into this as much or more than any of you. So, it's a personal decision. It's like what the Bible described in Ezekiel 47. Ankle level, knee level, waist level, until you can't even walk anymore, that you just have to swim in it. Can I have an amen tonight? John 14.26. I want us to pray. John 14.26. Okay, let's read this. First, one, two, three, go. Can we read it in TPT? Can we read it? One, two, three, go. Can you see? Can you see? Every word that I've told you. I've written exams before. You know, such exams, if you are, I mean, some courses that you don't even understand it, the lecturer, you can't ask questions. I've written such exams that I prayed under my breath all through the exam, and I scored B+. Don't ask me what I wrote in that exam. I don't know till this morning. But hey, I just said to myself, I am not going to be satisfied with let my people go. And I'm not going to do carryover in this course. However you want to help me, help me. So I studied. And the Bible says you inspire people. So I'm going to write this exam under your inspiration. What I wrote till this morning, don't ask me. I don't know. All I know is that I passed that exam. I can mention my lecturer at Unilad. I've mentioned it to PG before. In my le- that particular lecturer, prof, hmm, if he's writing, he comes to class, he'll be writing. That's, you know, the one president of one country, the way he talks when he gives his address. If you laugh and prof, just look back and catches you laughing. You are, you've repeated the class. He won't say anything, but you've repeated the class. So, and once he finishes and the hour is, just drop the chalk and walk out. So everybody knows. At that particular point in time, we do all this tutorial among ourselves. Nobody knows nothing. No. So you know and that was my final year that I gave my heart. In a very simple way, I said, Holy Spirit, you have to help me through with this course. I can't come back to this campus. Because people, people when we are writing that exam, people from the previous set, they are writing with us. I can't carry over. I can't deal with let my people go. And he helped me. And I can cite instances like that. Holy Spirit, this is a crisis. I'm not saying he only comes through crisis. He comes, fill our heart with joy. 
But most of the time, at crisis moment, instead of saying, Moti kuo, Moti, they finish, or, I mean, you know, in students at school, they say, Mr. So-so-so has finished us. Mm. I won't confess that. He has not finished me. I'm still alive. And I'm not going to repeat his course. So these are the things. John 14, 26 in the Amplified Classic. That breaks it down for us. We can leverage on him. And he's there on the inside of us. But praying in tongues helps us open up that channel for us to be able to get him to work with us. Can we read together? But what? Yeah? Yeah? Ever? Can you see? Yeah? Yeah? The Holy Spirit. Can you see his multidimensional functions? So when we need him to help us to pray, he becomes our intercessor. When we need him to defend us, he's saying to you, keep quiet. And then something is driving you to talk. And he said, just keep quiet. And then you just pray in other tongues. He becomes your advocate. When you are weak, you don't even know how to go the next step. He becomes your strengthener. And then every time, whether you are making a presentation, whether you are traveling by sea or here or land, is your standby. And then when people around you don't even understand you, they can't figure out, nobody seems to understand you, is your counselor, is your comforter at such time. And then when life seems to be good, is your helper. When his life doesn't seem to be good, he's still your helper. When life seems to be that, he knows where you will be in the next hour. Can I have an amen tonight? Can we stand? Let's just pray. pray. If you have the Holy Ghost, just pray in other tongues. I just want you to charge up your spiritual battery. That's what. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2-3, Kudrata Biola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenge.org for more.